Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Phil, and we play in Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yelton. And you're listening to KCOU Columbia. 88.1. KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday, August 21st, 2022. We are 13 days away from the first college football Saturday. We're 11 days from Missouri's opening kickoff game on KCOU 88.1 FM between the Tigers and the Louisiana Tech. Oh, I'm blinking right Bulldogs. now. Bulldogs? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Alongside, joined alongside, as usual, Jonathan Lidskin. Liddy, how we doing? Show number two of the year? Yeah, we're, we're good. Uh, excited to talk the other three conferences that we didn't get to last week. Yeah, last week we did SEC and Big... SEC and Pac-12. SEC and ACC. Yeah, and this, you know, I kind of like that we went with the three conferences that play non-conference games all together. Because, you know, I think there's an interesting factor in that, that some teams every year won't play um, the same amount of home games and away games. Some some teams in the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 will play four games at home, five on the road, and vice versa for I some th- other teams. I think the Big Ten does it by divisions. I think, like, one division plays five and the other plays four. I, I didn't be, even know that. I could so. be a little mistaken with that. Uh, because I know Ohio State's getting Wisconsin and Iowa at home yeah. as part of their nine conference games. If you missed our SEC-ACC recap, you can see that on our Spotify at Start Your Sunday or wherever you get your podcasts or shows. So let's start with the Big Ten. We'll do Big Ten for a little bit. Then we'll do Big 12, and we'll wrap up with the Pac-12. And maybe we could do some college football playoff predictions if we have time late in the show. Love Let's it. start with Big 10. Let's start with the team that everyone wants to talk about, the Ohio State Buckeyes. A lot of teams would find a successful year going 10-2 and and winning a Rose Bowl game, but not for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. That was probably Ryan Day's worst season in his, uh, what, four seasons? Yeah, this is his fourth, uh, I believe. Going in his first three seasons uh, with the Buckeyes. Two tough losses at home to Oregon in week two, and then the last game of the year on the road at Michigan. But and they look just really bad. In both. Yeah, especially on the defensive side. So they address that. They get in one of the best defensive coordinators in the sport, Jim Knowles, who is my pick to win the Broyles Award for the best coordinator in college football. I feel very good about that pick, actually. Uh, but you look at this Buckeyes offense, it's maybe one of the best in the sport. I think this could be a historically great offense. C.J. Strata, quarterback, one of the best offensive lines in the sport with guys like Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones. Uh, the receiving core is unbelievable. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison, Julian Fleming, etc. Running back, Trivion Henderson, also one of the five, six best running backs in the sport. Could this possibly be one of the best offenses we've ever seen in college football? It's- yeah, I think so. And, you know, just you summed it up. Everything about them is good. Their offensive line is actually kind of getting very overlooked because of how good their skill positions are. But this is one of the better Ohio State offensive lines I think I've seen in years. And like it's just going to be so easy to sco- score for them. They have so many playmakers. They're going to get Smith and Jigba in space. And then I think Travion Henderson's a top two, top three running back in the sport. So you add that in with the potential number one pick at quarterback in the NFL draft. You just like this offense is perfect. They're going to be stopped by very few few teams, and I think even without their defense being 
even like above average. Like they, this team could cakewalk to twelve and now. Yeah, defensive side there could be there are some issues. We saw it very inconsistently last year, especially in their two losses. Uh, they leading the way basically. Zach Harrison uh, as a senior, Steel Chambers, a junior linebacker. He's very good. Uh, corners secondary has some issues still. You know, Denzel Burke is their top corner. Josh Proctor in the secondary. Cameron Brown, one of their other corners. Is there still a lot of worry about this defense, Litz? Yeah, I think a little more than like a team like Alabama, for for instance. But, you know, there's still some playmakers on here. Zach Harrison was a highly recruited player who he kind of hasn't lived up to his full potential, but he's still a very good good player. You have J- oh, Jesus, JT Tumalalu. Um, who's a, who's a now redshirt freshman and Jack Sawyer, the redshirt freshman. Those are two edge rushers for them. If you remember correctly, those were the number two and three players in the class last year. Um, so I expect them to get some more pl- playing time in the secondary. You know what Denzel Burke did as a freshman last year was pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Like he to, to do that as a freshman corner in the Big Ten, just like play as well as he did. You don't see that very often. And then. Of course, you have Josh Proctor, Ronnie Hickman still back there at safety, and Cam Brown, their other corner. Of course, they lost seven banks to the portal who transferred to LSU. Dallas. But seven probably is the second or third corner on the, this team. So Cam, Cam Brown and him are, are very similar, I think, in talent level. I think this defense is going to be better than people will give it credit for right off the bat. But it's if you're pointing out weaknesses here, I, th- I think their defense is definitely – a couple steps behind their offense. Uh, would you say 12 and 0 for the Buckeyes? Yeah, 12 and 0. Okay. I think pretty easily. I actually think Iowa might, at home might be their toughest game because Iowa has corners and secondary play to actually guard them. I would say Wisconsin because well, the one thing Ohio State had trouble with last year was stopping the run, and Wisconsin has maybe the best running back in college football. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's go to. And of Ohio- course, they lost Haskell Garrett too. Yeah. So. Let's go to Ohio State's biggest rival, the Michigan Wolverines, who had one of their best years, and you know. This century, with 11-1 last year, the only loss, a flukish game on the road against Michigan State. They, we were there when they crushed Iowa at the Big Ten Championship uh, in Indianapolis. And then college football playoff comes around, and they looked just very outmatched by Georgia. Georgia was bigger, faster, stronger yeah, not nearly all across the talent. board in that game. Once Brock Bauer scored three minutes in the game, it didn't feel like Michigan ever had a chance. So, what's the deal with Michigan? Is it Are they going to kind of sustain this success, or was last year a magic carpet ride for them? I think they're going to sustain some of the success to an extent. I don't think they're a playoff team like they were last year. Of course, like, this year they'll get a lot more credit in the preseason than they did last year. I believe they came into the year unranked last year. And this year they're like 6, 7? Yeah, right, right around there. And, like, you know how I feel about their quarterback situation. Like I think they should be playing J.J. McCarthy, but I think they have a top-10 offense no matter who they play at quarterback between McNamara and McCarthy. They bring back Blake Corum, who's a very good running back, probably a top-three running back in the conference, top-10 running back in the sport. Donovan Edwards actually, I think, might be able to lead this team in receiving. Yeah. They're, they're going to use him so much in the passing game. Of course, the wide receiver room, you get Ronnie Bell back from injury, who was fantastic. Yep, towards ACL first game of last year. Yeah, he was fantastic before his injury. Cornelius Johnson is a complete stud. I'm a big fan of Andrew Anthony. Of course, A.J. Hennings, fantastic on special teams. And Roman Wilson's back, too. And then that's not even to mention their tight end room, which I think is the best in the country with Eric Hall and Luke Shoemaker. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the best, but it's, it's a pretty good one. Defensively is where I have issues, though. Okay. It's, it's hard. To replace guys like David Hutchinson or Aiden Hutchinson, David Jabo, and David Ross, who were all 
three exceptional players. In Not to mention Dax Hill. Dax Hill was a first round pick to the Bengals. <laughs> I think the 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 pass rush did so much for that just entire team, and I think it helped their secondary a lot last year. And I I look at this depth chart right now. I don't know how they're going to generate a lot of pressure. Mike Morris is a senior. He's been there for a while. I know he's you know gained a lot of bulk in the offseason. He's one of their key players. I expect a lot of, but like guys like him and like. Jalen Harrell. It's like these guys haven't played a lot yet because Hutchinson and Najavo were playing so much last year. We're not sure how good these guys are. And if you know, if it's a big step back from what those guys had last year with all the pressure combining for what over twenty five sacks, it just feels hard to believe that, you know, this team is going to generate that kind of defense again. The secondary is fine. I think um DJ Turner is one of the better cornerbacks in the conference. Uh Jenny Green is a good corner as well. But it, I think this team's gonna have a lot of struggles on the defensive side. And I have Michigan going nine and three. I believe I have this team at 10 and 2. I have them finishing second in the East. I think their off their offense is going to like their team as a whole is going to rely a little more on offense this year. But even though they'll take a step back rushing the passer maybe I think their defense is still good. First of all, even without Dax Hill, I think their secondary is much better. I like DJ Turner a ton. They have bringing a freshman Will Johnson who I think is going to play a lot for for them who's really good. I like their safeties Rod Moore and RJ Moten a lot. Of course, up front is where you get into to the weeds of where this team will take a step back. I do like Mozzie Smith a lot, their nose tackle. I think he'll wreak havoc in the run game, but I, I could see. I, I see where you're coming from for yeah. for sure. I, I think this team will rely a lot more on scoring points. Yeah, let's talk about another rival, the Michigan Wolverines, the Michigan State Spartans, who have beaten them the last two years, and I believe nine of the last 14 years. Uh, Michigan State's beat Michigan. Last year they were a 10 and two team, won their bowl game in the Peach Bowl against Pitt, an awesome year for Mel Tucker. In his second year, he's bringing back his starting quarterback in Peyton Thorn. Uh, I think the run game, despite Kenneth Walker going to the NFL. They had two big-time transfers, Jalen Berger from Wisconsin. And then the guy I think is going to be the top back, Jarek Broussard, who was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year in 2020, that shortened season, was very good. I think they have a very good receiving core. Jaden Reed is solid. Trey Mosley shined last year. Offensive line's got a lot of seniors, three of them, or four of them, I should say, and then a redshirt junior in Spencer Brown. The defense, though, is where there are plenty of red flags the, I think, 130th out of 131 teams last year in terms of yards per pass attempt allowed, it was it was pretty poor. But you kind of flip the script on that is they played of the teams who were in the top 15 in, like, total passing yards. I think they played, like, eight of those teams or seven. It was an absurd number. They played – it was in the non-conference. They played, like, Western Kentucky and they played Ohio State and they played Purdue. Like, all the teams that were playing their schedule were, like – great air attack passing team. So maybe it'll be a little bit of a regression. They add a couple guys to the transfer portal. A guy like a lot is Amir Speed from Georgia. Uh, what are you expecting from Michigan State this year? So you you know that I'm a little lower on them than I think most. And I think one of the reasons for that is just it's very hard to outperform your talent level multiple years in a row, especially to the extent that Michigan State did. Granted, I still think this team's good. They're going to win football games. They're going to be com- competitive against a lot of good teams. But, you know, you, you look up and down this roster, and especially on defense, even with their tra- their transfers that they brought brought in, their talent level is still significantly worse than Michigan. It's still worse than Penn State. And, of course, it's still worse than Ohio State. So I think this team's probably sitting around 8-4, and four. I like the addition of Jalen Berger. I was really high on him coming into um, to last year. And, of course, he didn't get the playing time 
at Wisconsin that we that we kind of thought he would. You know, the, another one that's kind of going under the radar is they brought in Jarek Broussard from yeah. Colorado, who Pac-12 was the Pac-12 year. Offensive Player of the Year a couple years ago. So they, you know, this is an interesting team offensively. I don't like Peyton Thorne as much as you do. I actually prefer Cade McNamara to, really? um, over yeah, that's, him, which that's I, spicy. I get is a bit of a hot take. But, you know, good things have been said about Caden Camp, even though J.J. I still think is better. But, you know, Jaden Reed is one of the best receivers in this conference that doesn't play for Ohio State. And on defense, I, I think they did get a little better on defense. They added Amir Speed from Georgia. They added Chris Bogle. You know, they bring back Cal Holiday. They bring back Simeon Barrow. Xavier Henderson should be one of the top safeties in the conference. So it's a better team overall than last year, but I think they have worse results. Interesting. I think they're a 9-3 team. I think they'll get upset by somebody. And then I think, this guy, I think they have the most favorable West draw of, like, those teams on the east side, uh, I think they'll have their wins. Uh, I think they have Minnesota at home as a win. And then the other is Wisconsin at home, which I think is also a win. So I'll be going with Michigan State going 9-3. and three. I think they're going to beat Michigan for the third straight year. Uh, Penn State is a team we kind of touched on. Yeah. This is the last team the east we'll dive into. They're interesting. They are. Very. They were a 7-5 team last year, but they went. They started 5-0. and oh, had a very unlucky loss at Iowa, where their starting quarterback they, got they hurt. Win, they win if and then Petrus they, doesn't get hurt. Yeah, well, no, if, uh, if Clifford, so not Petrus, Clifford, Clifford yeah. And then they lose in, like, the seven-overtime weird game against Illinois the next week. But they easily could have won those two games, started 7-0, and their season ends a lot differently, probably in a New York Six Bowl. So, what do they have this year? So, Sean Clifford's coming back. Decent receiving core, despite Jahan Dotson leaving with Parker Washington and Keandre Lambert-Smith. Uh, offensive line is going to be better. Uh, but they have to run the ball. So they were one of the worst rushing teams in all of college football last year. They lost their starting running back, Noah Kane, to LSU. Mm-hmm. Common theme, good players going to LSU. One yeah, of LSU they, is going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Rovinners at seven. You tell me. Kayvon Lee is right now the start on the depth chart. But my yeah, guess is but Nicholas, Nicholas Singleton, Singleton, Singleton is eventually the number one the running back in, that, in last year's recruiting class. Yeah, he, I, I'm going to guess that he's the starter yeah. pretty quickly. And then Catron Allen is their other one. He was the number, like, nine running back in that year's yeah. class. So they're getting two top ten running backs. I assume they're going to run the ball better this year. Defensively, it was one of the best defenses in college football last year. I think their secondary was really good. This is why I think of any teams to beat Ohio State, I think they have the best chance just because of the secondary. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a future NFL player. Uh, Keaston Ellis is good. Kalen King's pretty good. I think this is a, a very good secondary um, if the front seven plays well again, I think this team could win nine games. So let me ask you this. I have Penn State going eight and four, but I also think they're going to lose week one to Purdue. And they also have a tough game week three at Auburn, which are both very yeah, useful games. Would you say a better chance that they start two and two or four and oh? <sighs> better chance they start two and two. Okay. Um, so first of all, let me just say this. If, if Mario Cristobal was like uh, the Penn State coach for the last like, Couple years, I think they would be a ten-win team. Yeah, I think they'd be in Ohio State a couple more times. Yeah, like, but Mario Cristobal like would work with this kind of team. I like James Franklin. I think he's a great program builder. I think he's a good recruiter. I think he's a good like uh, he's a coach you want to play for. Like he holds he holds his players accountable. I think there's a lot to like about him. I don't think he's a very good in-game coach. I, I don't don't think Penn State adjusts very well in games, and that's part of the reason they haven't beaten Ohio State outside of the one time in 2016. That's part of the reason they get upset occasionally. Like that la- The last year, the loss to Illinois was really, really bad. 
the problem with this team is their schedule is just so brutal. You know, you open with a game at Purdue on a Thursday night, and Purdue's going to score points. Yeah, and it, Penn like, State can score points. I and... like Penn State a lot, defense a lot, but Purdue's going to get theirs. And then they have to go to Jordan-Hare a couple weeks later. And then right in the middle of the schedule, after their bye, I feel like every year, after the like right after their bye in the middle of the schedule, their schedule just gets really tough. You know, they play at Michigan, they get the whiteout game against Minnesota, and then they play Ohio State. Like, that's three in a row with with no bye. That's coming right after a bye. So, and then, of course, later in the season, they get Michigan State in the last week. Yeah, so, that game is at like, home this year. On offense, I don't mind Sean Clifford. Drew Aller's listed third on the depth chart right now, which I'm not a huge fan of because I think he's really good. And... That's kind of like an emergency situation. Like if Cl- like Clifford could be really bad against Auburn, and if he's really bad against Purdue, then that's a, that's a problem. But at the wide receiver position, I think they replaced Jahan Dotson pretty much as well as they could. They added Mitchell Tinsley, who I think is really good. They bring back Parker Washington, who's not as good, but Keandre Lambert Smith I like a lot. And then they bring back Brenton Strange at tight end on defense. I like them a lot. P.J. Mustafer back at nose tackle. I think he's a great run stopper. The secondary is really, really good. Joey, Joey Porter should be a first pick next year. Yeah. I, I think this team's probably sitting 8-4, and 9-3, and three, right around the Michigan State level. I think it depends what kind of if, – if a second team separates themselves in the East. So you say 8-4, and four, you, you think? Yeah, I think 8-4. and four. Okay. If they start 4-0, oh, what do you think they'll finish? If that, if that question makes sense. If they, so I have if starting, they win those two tosses. I have them starting 3-1. and one. Okay. So if, if they start 4-0, I'd just bump them up probably to 9-3. Okay. I, I think they start 3-1. But I think, I think they'll split those two games. I think they're going to lose at Auburn. I think they're going to lose at Michigan. And they're probably going to lose one other. Or, or sorry. Uh, you, sorry. They lose at Auburn, at Michigan, Ohio State, and probably one other. And I, I'm thinking maybe the Northwestern game. Yeah. <laughs> let's, like, let's, let's knock out these big 10 West teams. We'll talk with them kind of in their, in their clump. Between Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Purdue. Okay. You are high on Iowa. Yeah. I lean Wisconsin, which is the only team ranked of those four. I think Wisconsin sixteen, yeah, which, 17. Which which by the way, like I'm a little upset. Like Iowa not being ranked. 18. Like Iowa not being ranked, I get it. Like they're not pr- a pretty football team. And they're honestly like really hard to like be high on just because like you have to be so like in on them. But, like, Minnesota not being ranked is just, like, complete garbage. Like, you you look up and down their depth chart, and they just have good players everywhere. Like, that's a team that I expect to win probably eight, eight nine, nine games. And that's only because of the schedule they have. So make the case for Wisconsin. Or, sorry, make the case for Iowa. And then we'll do Wisconsin. We'll do the other two. Well, they brought back a ton. I, like, obviously, on the offensive line, losing Linderbaum hurts a lot. And that's hard to replace, considering he was the best center in college football last year. But... I don't think their running game's getting any worse. I like Gavin Williams a ton. I think he'll probably be just as good, if not a little worse, than Tyler Goodson. Their weapons I like. He bring back Keegan Johnson. They bring back Nico Regini. And, of course, Sam Laporta's probably the second-best tight end in the, in the conference, maybe behind Eric Hall. I think a lot of people would argue he's the best tight end in the conference. On defense, I think they have the best linebacking group in the country. Justin Jacobs, Jack Campbell, Seth Benson are just all... Just unbelievable. And then, of course, Cooper DeGene's in there, too. Their secondary, they, you know, Jamari Harris played a lot last year because of injuries. So I think him as a number two corner is a very good option. I, obviously, like, who doesn't love Riley Moss? He's just fantastic. And then up, up front could be a little weaker than the other groups, but I think they'll be fine. 
Like Luke, Lucas Van Ness, by the way, is going to play more than he's listed on the depth chart team. He's very good. The thing with Iowa, it's like I have trouble with is their offense is going to be worse than it was last year, I expect. And like their offense was really bad last year. And they found ways to win games. It's just I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that. I'm not saying they win eight games. I'm saying they win like ten games. So, I, like, here, here's what I'll say. I like I stick to, to a lot of the things that I say. This I at least try to stick to a lot of the things I say in the preseason. I I see where kind of everything falls out with this team and and Wisconsin wins the division because just because of the fact that last year they go seven and two they. They they win the conference or they win the division. Sorry, they beat Wisconsin, but just like they had so many so many games that just like felt like oh man, like this team like does not deserve to win this game. Like the the Penn State game, for instance, like that's not not a game they should have won. And the schedule is also more difficult this year. They have to play Ohio State and Michigan this year. And granted, I do think uh, granted I do think they're going to beat Michigan. But I think so also. Like if you watch if you watch the Big Ten championship last year, you like know that there's like such a talent gap between the two teams. That's why I'm skeptical in picking Iowa to win that game. So like I I see where like banking like I'm banking on them to beat Michigan and. Yeah, like win big ten, like win big ten West games when the conference is just or sorry the division is just way better than it was last year and their schedule in the, in the East is harder, so I I see where I could be very wrong okay. about that. I'll do Wisconsin real fast. I think they have one of the top ten defenses in the sport last year. They had one of the best. They had the single best rushing defense in the sport, and they bring back a lot of those key guys, especially on the defensive line, where it's uh, a junior and two seniors, including uh, Isaiah Mullins. I like their linebacker group a lot, and it's not. I don't think they're as good as Iowa's. But when was the last time Wisconsin had a bad defense? Like, I don't know if, how many of these guys are gonna be NFL players, but the last time Wisconsin had a good defense was a long. Wisconsin didn't have a good defense was a long time ago. Braylon Allen, I think, is a difference maker in that offense. Uh, Mertz is fine. I think he's better than Spencer Petrus. Uh, I think he's probably better than Tanner Morgan. Uh, the offensive line is going to be good because Wisconsin's offensive line is always good. It's just they're not pretty like Iowa. They're going to run the ball well like always. And um, I kind of like their draw uh, from the East, obviously not the Ohio State game. But I think they're going to be able to, to win a couple games. And you know, I, I think they're a 9-3 team, just the ability of being able to run the ball and then stop the run. So then there's Purdue and Minnesota. People are low on Purdue. You're one of them. Yeah. So, first of all, I do think Penn State beats them week one. Um and that's just like mainly because I think there's a huge talent gap between the two, like even bigger than the Iowa and Mich- Michigan talent gap. Purdue's a team that I think is getting a lot of hype because you know they beat beat some good teams last year, and they won their bowl game in like epic fashion against Tennessee, and like they're going to score points. Like Aiden O'Connell's very very good, and I do like Payne Durham, their tight end, a lot, but. I think this is a team that, you know, they lost the best defensive player in maybe the history of their school. And that's really tough to replace. Like, they didn't stop teams last year. And you lose your best edge rusher and one of the best edge rushers in the sport, George Karloftis, and, like, they're possibly going to get worse on defense. That's going to concern me a lot. I think... I think they've probably finished seven and five, maybe six and six. I have eight and four, but I don't feel great about it. The only thing... That I could see is like they're gonna have games against Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, all these Big Ten teams who don't really have a great offense. They're rather defense and kind of control clock in that situation. But I think 
like Purdue is going to have one of these games where they're scoring 40 points and you know, these, some of these teams can't keep up if Purdue's offense is clicking, which we know it's capable of, but there's also games where Purdue's offense is not clicking. Their defense is going to you know, not play great like we saw in the Ohio State game last year. So I, I think that there's going to be some weird games where Purdue is scoring a lot of points and their defense is getting stopped, but in other ways the vice versa. So they're a very up-and-down team in my mind. They're, they're very similar to Tennessee, I think. Like, if, if there is a year for Purdue to win the West, it's the, it's this year. Yeah. Just because their their schedule is so easy in the East. The, they, yeah. the, yeah, hardest, team they, home, the hardest team they play is Penn State, which they get at home. And then they go to Maryland. And by that point, we believe Maryland will have fallen off. Yeah. If they win that game against Penn State week one, then I think they're in business. Like, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. The, the middle of their schedule is, is is the toughest part. You know, the first week of October but that's, at Minnesota. But that's basically ensuring they're going to go two and zero in their East because I think they're going to beat Maryland late in the year. Well, yeah, but so it's just if they can get through this middle of the schedule with with two losses, it, it, like if they can go into November with two losses, they have a legit shot yeah. at the West because their November schedule is Iowa at home. At Illinois, which I don't think is a gimme, but they're a better team than Illinois. And then Northwestern at home and at Indiana, who I think is really bad. All right, we hit our 25-minute cap for Big Ten. Let's go Big 12. No words about Nebraska? We'll talk about Nebraska next week. Oh, my God, next week. Big 12. We'll do 20 minutes on this. Okay. Baylor won it last year. Yeah. But we'll, so actually, we'll start with Baylor. They were No one saw this coming with Dave Aranda and all of them. They go 10-2. It was kind of similar to 2019 Baylor, where nobody kind of saw them coming. And somehow Baylor's done this twice in three years. Now I think people know they're here. You didn't see 2019 Baylor coming? I don't think they'd... It's kind the, of off topic. I don't think they'd be in the cultural playoff discussion. It's kind of off topic, but I picked them to go to go 11-1 and one and win the conference. Well, they're 10 in the preseason poll. Only behind Oklahoma at 9 will get to in a second. Yeah. They upgraded quarterback. Blake Shapin is better than Jerry Bohannon. Yes. I'm not overreacting the loss of Tyquan Thornton or Abram Smith. I'm not going to overreact to the players on defense leaving. I think they return seven starters. The only ones who are gone is Woods, Petrie, Bernard, and then the fourth I'm forgetting. Three really tough ones to replace. Yes, but true or false, those players were basically nobody before Dave Rana's system showed up. No, that's very true. That's why I'm not freaking out about it. System over individual with Baylor. I like their schedule. I think they can go to BYU and win. That's a tough game. They're going to be underdog. I'm probably going to be on Baylor for that game. I'll take coaching. I'll take defense in that situation. I think BYU is a tad overrated. Baylor's a good football team. I think Dave Aranda is an excellent coach. And the upgrade, I like Shapin a lot more than I like Bohannon, I should say. And Blake Shapin's a good quarterback. Josh Cameron and Monterey Baldwin are two receivers who are going to replace Thornton's production. Their offensive line is entirely back. It's Everyone's a senior on that offensive line. It's crazy. Or a grad senior. The defense is going to be great again. And yes, Baylor will go ten and two. So with the way the Big Twelve kind of plays out this year, I'm going to give Baylor of the label of the safest pick to win the conference. Yes, and they're like plus five hundred also. I think that their talent development is most trustworthy of anyone in this conference. And of course, Texas, Oklahoma have a ton of questions. I think Oklahoma State has more questions than answers right now. But we'll get into that in a sec. But I think the Big Twelve this year as a whole, just kind of going a little off topic, is deeper than it usually is. You know, I think West Virginia can beat good teams. I think TCU can beat good teams. Iowa State, of course, has the coaching to compete with pretty much anyone in that conference. It's just Texas Tech was a bowl team last year. They won six games. So, like, I think this conference is very deep, and I think Baylor probably will be the most prepared team of anyone week in and week out. I have them ranked much lower than the AP did, but 
I, I see why people like them. Okay, let's let's do Oklahoma now. I actually, this is one of the few things I changed on my record prediction. Mm-hmm. I went from Oklahoma eight and four up to nine and three. I gave him a win. I like that. I think their offense is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, Theo East, Drake Stoops, Marvin Mims, the great receiver core. They also got JJ Hester for Missouri Tiger. Solid offensive line, good running back in Eric Ray. Dylan Gabriel, when healthy, I think is a solid quarterback. Defensively, I think they're going to have issues. I think Brent Venables is a very good defensive coordinator. We'll see how he is as a head coach. I think it might take some time. I think there are going to be some stumbles, but there's no reason this team shouldn't win nine games. Agree or disagree? I agree. I have this team finishing second in the, in, in the conference and getting to the big championship. I think, like you said, there's going to be some problems on on defense. Like, you just this look was at a the, bad defense last year. Uh, no, they weren't bad last year. They were year. A they, below they were a good defense for Oklahoma standards. Like for what Oklahoma has done offensively the last couple years, that defense should have been good enough to get them to the playoff and competing for a national national Wait, title. You just think of the 2018 and 2019 teams. Well, yeah, for, uh, that's what I'm saying. So for what, oh, okay, for what Oklahoma had done yeah. in previous years offensively, that defense last year should have been good, off- well, good yes. enough to compete you're right. for national You're right, the offense let them down at times last But, year. like, you look at the names they lose. Isaiah Thomas, Perrion Winfrey, Brian Asamoah, Nick Benito. That's really tough losses. Um, I, bu- I believe uh, Washington's gone, too. Like, this is a lot of losses on defense to overcome. And I think the fact that they're – their offense should, in, in theory, be better. Like, it's going to rely a lot on their offensive line improving, which Oklahoma has had, like, one bad offensive line in the last 10 years, and it was yeah. last year. So I think that's a good bounce back, like, like to bank on. At wide receiver, like, they lost some guys, but I still like what they have. Marvin Mims, I think, is going to be really good for them. And Drake Stoops has been super reliable for them. Theo Weiss is a guy that we've kind of been waiting to break out the last couple years. couple years, and he hasn't done so. So we'll see in a new offensive system what he does. And then, of course, I like what they have in, at running back, too, and Eric Gray and Marcus Major. Dylan Gabriel is a really good player. If their offensive line protects him, this offense should score a lot. Yeah, he should throw for 4,000 yards. If not, if not, you might see the dysfunction they had last year. Which That's what I'm nervous about. I originally hate four. I put him up to nine and three. And I actually took away from the team we're going to talk about next. Texas Longhorns. I'm skeptical. So I liked. I really want them to be good, but I'm skeptical. So this is what I always hate, and this is something I kind of said. We kind of said last year about the Baltimore Ravens. It kind of feels like Texas has played like half a season already with all the news that have been coming out about them. And like, first of all, losing Junior Angulo is is big. He's a very good good guard that's out for the season. And I listen. I think I, Isaiah Nair was their third best receiver. Receiver. I think Jordan Whittington's better than him. I agree. So I don't think. And like, listen. I'm not freaking. We'll, I'm not freaking out about that. Loss. We'll see how long AJ, AJ Hall's back. Um, we'll see. He's we'll spend. I don't know if he's coming back. Yeah. And then Tariq Milton, I think, is still a good third option to have the transfer from Iowa State. Here's my problem. <laughs> The, the whole quarterback dilemma with them that occurred in the last couple of days was so strange. And listen, the, the message boards, I think you said it yesterday in the card, the car on the way to dinner. The message boards are like, they're like reporters. They're never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the whole deal with the staff wanting to name Hudson Card their quarterback and the boosters coming in and basically Ewers. naming Quinn Ewers their quarterback. Because like, 
Sark didn't even announce the quarterback. It was announced by the SID. It was really strange how it all went down. I texted you that morning. I'm like, I think they're about to name Card the starter. And then, like, the report came out hours later that the SID announced it was Ewers without Sark. It was just... It feels very chaotic. So, I looked back at their schedule from this year, of course. First three weeks... Louisiana Monroe, Al- Alabama, Loss. UTSA. Probably win. Those three games don't change who mat- no matter who's playing quarterback. I'm telling you, UTSA is not going to be as good I, this year. I, I'm with you. I took the under. So, I, I agree with you. At Texas Tech, hypothetically, should be a win. And then they Dude, get West- I don't know. I, that I wouldn't say. And then at, like, it's not a lock, but I think they should be Texas Tech and then West Virginia at home. Then they get Red River. If they can... Get out of that first part of the schedule, four and one. I think Quinn Ewers is playing really good football by the time they play Oklahoma. So, which is what we kind of anticipated anyway. What if Sark does this terrible thing where like Ewers is a bad half against Bama and he benches, benches. Card? I don't trust Sarkeesian whatsoever. I, I so don't, you, can, you can't say you I do. don't either. Great. I don't either. I think I think their offense is still going to score a ton of points. And but of I course, still think their defense is like we didn't me- even freaking mention their running back room, which uh, is Bichon. maybe the best in the country and. Listen, their defense needs a lot of improvement. We think they're going to be better. They have a lot of young players that might pl- might play early, and we'll, we'll, like we'll see. Like I like Deshaun Jameson a ton. I like Demarvian Overshone a ton. They they can't play as bad as they did last year, or they're not going to win football games. With that being said, they're my pick to win the conference. Yeah, so like, how good out of all your conference championship picks? I feel the worst about Texas. Okay, but I also have them ranked seventh in the preseason, which is really high. I. This seems like a decent team, a good team on paper. I, I like. To, I'm just not sure they're going to be able to execute. Listen, I would my, love to see Texas. My playoff it. this year is so bland that like I I need to take some chances on my, see, our I, other teams. I, I'm not going to blame my playoff because I think like it doesn't matter. Like it's fun to to get wild. No, but like I mean, like I'm taking some chances on on teams this year, even like outside of the playoff. Yeah. Like we know, you know, like we're high on LSU and Texas and team that I'm kind of taking a chance on. I think Quinn Ewers is really so you have good. Ten and two. Ten and two, yeah. I had I, 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 I had ten and two, push them down nine. I, t- I told you my theory. They're not a playoff contender because yeah, only one team ever has ran the table and went ten and zero in conference play, well, including the conference it. championship. That's a state in twenty nineteen, which is legitimately one of the best teams I've ever seen. Well, twenty eighteen, no, twenty seven. No, they lost. No, the Ohio State's the only team. To, Oregon almost did, but they lost to Arizona State. A downfield shot. Sorry, I watched that game yesterday. I know. Well, again, yeah, I watched that game often. I had some Jaden Daniels, some free time. Okay, but, Oklahoma State now. This is a team I think we're gonna is gonna drop off a little bit. Yeah, I took their under eight and a half. It's still eight and a half. I don't know. It was eight and a half when I took it. I'm gonna have to to check that out. They're not. This doesn't seem like a nine win team. Spencer Sanders not is good. an interception machine. He lost Tay Martin, who had 120 targets last year. He loses his number one running back in Jalen Warren, who's now in the NFL. Dominic Richardson basically played most of that Big 12 championship when Warren got hurt. I don't love the receiving route. Uh, I think Jaden Bray is okay. Rashad Owens is all right. Solid offensive line. Defense loses. Broy- Defense loses. I lost. Uh, Knowles. Yeah. It kind of feels like when the Bears lost Fangio as their defensive coordinator that year. And they're placing with Chuck Pagano. Who was bad, by the way. And this is what they're doing, bringing Derek Mason as a defensive coordinator. I I think this is a... Eight and four, seven and five team. All right. So first of all, replacing 120 whatever it was targets on from Tay Martin is going to be really hard, especially the quarterback who's not very good. Like that guy was the only guy they threw the ball to last year, and like I think Brennan Presley is okay, but 
He's, oh, I didn't mention him. Yeah, he's not Tay. He's not Tay Martin. They're gonna rely a lot on their pass rush. Brock Martin's good, and Colin Oliver's a stud. But I don't like anything else they have on defense behind, behind those no, the two. Secondary, no, their linebacking core. I heard this on Cover Three. They lose like four of their five leading tacklers. Yeah, it's something absurd like that. Like I, I guys who play like eighty percent of snaps are gone. They also lose Javion Warren, who was a really good running back for them. Granted, yeah. I think Dominic yeah, Richardson can replace him. But if only Richardson can run from a touchdown from one yard out. Like I, I think this is, a, 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 I think this is probably an eight and four, seven yeah. and five team. I'm with you. I, Mike Gund- like Mike Gundy is a good coach. I like I think I don't know if he's a top twenty five coach in the sport, but he's right around there. I'm not sure I had him on. Pro- probably around thirty. It may have been a mistake not having him on. So like listen, he wins games. His career record at Oklahoma State's hundred and forty nine and sixty nine. So like he he wins games and his career conference record's ninety one and fifty six. If they win the big so, twelve last year, do you think they get in the playoffs? No, because of the SEC championship. Okay, I agree. People said that. No, like, now the I, fix was in for Cincinnati. Cincinnati was getting in. Yeah. C- Cincinnati was getting in as soon as they won at Notre Dame. So. I mean, like, no, you can't say that, but whatever. Uh, I mean, as soon as long as they ran the table. Like, yes. Well, yeah. But that, that's what I meant. But, okay. like, listen, Mike Gundy, the co- years before this, went 8 and 3, which granted could have been, like, 9 and 3 um, if they had played that one extra game. But eight and three also included the bowl, so it was really seven and three. They went eight and five, seven and six. So let's not like the two years before that. So let's not like pretend like Oklahoma State just like walks in here and wins ten games and goes to the conference championship every year because they don't. That was, their, that was their first time in the new Big Twelve championship format. So yeah, I mean, granted we've only had what now five years of that. Yeah, Oklahoma won like four straight. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like four different teams, I think, because it was TCU, Texas. Iowa State, Baylor, and then the Baylor Oklahoma State. Yeah, you, yeah. We've had five different. Co- that's great. That's great for the. And that's conference. another reason that Oklahoma's just been able to dominate the conference. Like, there's no like legitimate yeah. like second team. Well, Texas is supposed to be that second team, but they haven't. They're not. Uh, They'll be first this year. We'll do either or, sort of. Texas or sorry, TCU or Kansas State. Kansas State. Okay. People both think I have seen people like say each of these teams have a chance to win the conference. TCU might have just, so like. TCU might have just needed a new ear. Yeah, I agree. Like, from Patterson to uh, Pat- Gary Patterson. Now it's Sonny Dykes. Gary Patterson was a great coach, but just there I, for a while. Yeah, I, I think Kansas State is a really good football team. That probably like Adrian Martinez probably loses them a couple games. But I, this is my thing with them. So with that theory, should Spencer and Petrus be able to lose Iowa a couple games? I mean. Spencer Patrick did lose Iowa a couple well, games. Yes. Well, I don't know if he lost in the Purdue game. They're terrible. But I have Iowa nine and three, but I have them winning the division. I have Kansas eight and four. I think Adrian Martinez is gonna have by far his best year. When I, I'm gonna tweet out my predictions for each conference, the best newcomer in the Big Twelve. I have oh yeah, I forgot Quinn Ewers exists. Adrian Martinez will be the runner-up, and Dylan Gabriel too. So uh, maybe not. I think Martinez is also, going to have his best year in college this season. Stop pretend this t- this team like didn't win like. Four, they went four and five in conference last Seven year. Seven and five killed LSU in the bowl game. So that was a bad LSU team that was being coached by you and me. So actually, that might, actually receiver, that might have been better. They were playing a wide receiver quarterback. Actually, that, that might have been better if you and I were coaching them. But I think Kansas State's defense is good. Really good. I, Second ed, best in the conference. Like they have an edge rusher who should be a first-round pick. And then Khalid um, uh, Duke is a really good linebacker as well. Yeah. So, NFL buzz. I... I t- 
bold prediction. Like, I think Nebraska might finish with a better. Nebraska finishes with a better conference record. Easy schedule. Nebraska finishes with a better conference record than Kansas State. I disagree. Oh, yeah, I think about overall record. Okay. Um, Not overall record. I have Kansas State going eight and four. I have Nebraska going six and six. I bet five. No, and it's seven. seven and five. It's seven. And five. Oh, okay. So you only have one Nebraska one game off from me. I've Nebraska eight and four. Yeah, I'm, I'm more skeptical than I am about that one. I don't feel great. I, they're not winning nine games like people are saying. I don't think they're Kansas winning nine State, games. Back to them. Martinez is going to have his best year. Juice Vaughn's going to win um, the what's it called? Doak Walker. Doak Walker. He's, he's not, but go on. Why? I just don't think he's like, have two thousand total yards. But they're giving the award to a running back, not yeah. a specialist. Well, it's the running back position. They've done it before. They give it to guys who I have to go back and check previous winners. Not, every, not everyone is the. Hold on, I'm walker. pulling it up right now. We gotta go through this fast. We have Pac-12 to do. I think we're done with the Big 12. I guess we gotta do a little. Uh, is there anyone else? Yeah, no. West Virginia, I think, is gonna be sneaky. They're okay. They're, I think they could be Pitt Week uh, One. I, I don't exactly trust JT Daniels, but like neither do I. But I, okay, I, let's I like see. Kenneth is, Walker, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Bryce Love was on. sort of. Najee was used somewhat as a pass catcher. We're also in a much different era of college football. <laughs> the fact that Christian McCaffrey didn't win this award once is like... Wait, who won it that year? Derek Henry. Henry That's so dumb. Who won the highest, even win. though he shouldn't have. No, no. The, the voters, the, the Southern the, the southern voters the, like, completely flawed it. How like they all voted McCaffrey to finish like, no, eighth but, to the highest. No, no, no. A, specialist, a specialist will win the Doak Walker Award this year. Just not too small. You have uh, Shipley, right? Yeah. Uh, if we want to bet Ship, who has Who you picked to- in your Heisman draft the other day, by the way. Shoot, you're right. Whatever. Deuce Vaughn, big season. They have good offensive line. I like the receiving core. Martinez will be fine. I love Colin Klein. He'll be a head coach. Is Chris Kleiman? How old is Chris Kleiman? Is he old? They should no, be. he's not. He he came from. He was North Dakota yeah, State. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking of the other guy, Snyder. Yeah, no, he's he, not there he was. Yeah, he was there for a while. Chris Kleiman's only 54. Okay, yeah. So I will bet Klein as a head coach somewhere in the next three, maybe two years. You think, think Kleiman's a better? No, no, look? Chris Klein. Uh, Colin Klein. The offensive coordinator for Kansas State. Oh, okay. That's why I think he's a very good, one of the best young offensive coordinators oh, in the Col- sport. Yeah, Colin Klein is not not old at all. He's might be still he in was, his twenties. He's, he he's thirty two. Dude, ago. he was like their quarterback when they were like the number one team in the country. And also Baylor. Um, okay, we're done with them. Pac twelve. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming USC, Utah, or we can start with USC. I don't mind. I just didn't know what you want to start at first because USC is the most polarizing team in this conference. Yeah, but you talk, like I couldn't find my Pac-12. I found it. Okay, you ready? You ready for my USC take? Go. There's a better chance that USC is the fourth best team in this conference than the first. I agree. Like I, I that's gonna be like to a lot of casual casual college football fans. That's gonna be. Just wow, but like for the fantasy football playing college football fans who love numbers, and they're gonna score highlights po- and all that. They're gonna USC score. is gonna be the number one team in the country. They're gonna score points. Their wide receiver room is very good. Their offensive line, I think, is good. Their defense is just uh, horrible. I don't like the transfers Name they got. Every good player on their defense. Uh Tuli Tupelo too. That's one. The only one. Kalen Bullock was all right as a true freshman. Yeah. He had like two picks. But like. They got some transfers like Makai Blackman, Shane Lee, Romel. These guys Heider. weren't good at their previous schools. There's a reason they transferred. No, like they, they got USC got like three good transfers, and all of them were on offense. More than three, they got like five. Addison yeah, Williams, that's Rice, true. All that's good. true. And then they got Die and obviously. Well, Caleb. Andrew Voorhees might be their best overall player too. Honestly, yeah, the le- left guard. Yeah, he's pretty good. So this team, this defense is gonna be really bad. It's gonna give up a lot of points to pretty much everybody. 
it was one of those things. They where might it's be like, able to stop the run a little bit, uh, but until teams figure it out, they're they gave up thirty three points per game last year in defense and didn't really address it. The offense. Well, they tried they, to. They well, just they did it wrong. Get good players. The offense is going to be really good. Addison Williams, Brandon Rice, Joey Rice's son. Very hard. good offensive line. Two running back transfers, Austin Jones from Stanford. And then Caleb was one of the three, four best quarterbacks in the sport. Also, if Caleb goes down there in trouble because Moss Miller, I don't think, or Miller Moss, I don't think is very good. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, this team went four and seven last year. Like, And people think, like, all of a sudden, like, I, I know Lincoln's a very dude, good coach. Dude, well, first of all, the. To upgrade a coach isn't even describing no, what they did. No, like it's like a skyrocket a coach. Yeah. Like, but this isn't an 11 1. Th- I have them at ten and, 9 and 3, maybe 10 and 2. I think I have them at 9 and 3. What are, so, what are the losses? Let me pull up their schedule. I've kind of flipped. I think UCLA is a better team than them. UCLA uh, well, is They're going to lose to Utah, they're going to lose to UCLA, and they're going to lose to Notre Dame. I actually think they're going to beat Notre Dame. I think they could get upset by either Fresno State or Oregon State. If Fresno State beats Lincoln, <laughs> oh boy, this Start Your Sunday will be the greatest show of all. That's a uh, week three, 9.30 central kickoff on Fox. Mm. I will be staying up for that. Aw, Liddy. I like that also. No no early bedtime for me that night. <laughs> I think Oregon also plays BYU that week. Yeah, that's a 2.30 so. Fox game. Ah, okay. UCLA, Alabama. South Alabama is at UCLA at 1 o'clock central. It's an 11 local kickoff from the Rose Bowl. If you're interested in that one. Let's talk about Utah. I'm not. I love Utah this year. I loved them last year. And then people like Matt Levine and Anthony Ravos are going to come after me because I picked against them once. You kind of turned against them after. Oh, like, I, I was a little skeptical. Well, yeah, and they started, what, 1-3? So I don't blame you. No, I didn't. It wasn't that. I, it was the Oregon game where I kind of picked you know, you know it. Who was they, the first you, Oregon game. You know who they were last year? They were 2018 USC. Or 2017 USC. No, but they were better, dude. This team was so good. They, they had a... They a, I, I don't know, dude. 2017 USC at the end of the year was one of the two best teams yeah, in the but country. Utah, like, so. I, th- I thought Utah was good in the beginning of the year. They just had a, like, a tragedy in their program, and it was just a bad. It was just bad vibes. And they, they had a bad, who did they get upset by? Was it U- USC? No, no. Who did um, who did Utah lose to early in the year? Somebody, San Diego State. San Diego State. Somebody really bad. They lost to San Diego State and, B- and BYU. No, but was what was worse is week one. They like Weber State had them on the ropes in the first half. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> But the good thing is they're going to be really good this year because Cameron Rising is back and Tavion Thomas and Micah Bernard is the best running back duo in the Pac-12, better than Travis Dye and Austin Jones, USC fans. Yeah, that's true. The receiving core I like, even though Britton Covey, my favorite, is gone. I think he's on the Eagles now. It's a shame the Patriots didn't draft him. It's a lot of production to replace. Best tight end room in college football. Better than, who would you say who you uh, I said Michigan. Yeah, I'll take uh, Brett Cuthy and Dalton Kincaid Still over disagree, but they might be too. Uh, the offensive line's good. Defense loses. Devin Lloyd. And brings back basically everyone else. Yeah, everyone else. There. Clark Phillips is my pick to win the Thorpe Award. Uh, great defensive he, line. And also, they replaced him with uh, with Muhammad Diabate from Florida, yeah. who's pretty good. So US, USC got the wrong Florida linebacker transfer. They got, you, they Clark got the Phillips other. is your pick to win the Thorpe? Yeah. Interesting. Who am I supposed to pick? I don't know, Keely but Ringo? he's going he's gonna to play a lot in the slot, so yeah, it'll okay. be t- tough. Sean Weed almost want to play it'll in the be slot. T- Sean Wade didn't come close to winning it. The 2018 he was in the discussion. 2018. 2019. 2019 he was in the discussion. 2019 he was a redshirt freshman, wasn't he? He played. That was the game he got ejected against uh, Clemson. Yeah, he was like the third best corner that he was, year. He was the best lock corner in college football that year. Yeah, but he never played on the outside. Well, yeah, then we saw what happened when we played on the outside. It, 2019, was so- 2019 was the most Mickey Mouse winner of any award ever. So at the, for the third award, they went to Grant Delpit, yeah. Oh, yeah. who was like the third best defensive back on the team. It should have been Stingley. Obviously, it should have been Stingley. Oh, that's funny. 
Or like Certain was really good that year. Or no, Certain Certain won. No, Certain wasn't that good that Sertain, year. No, 2020 Certain won. I thought. Did I he? was thinking about this earlier. You know who I did my top 25 defensive players in the sport? Yeah. Where would Sean Wade have been going into the 2020 season? Like top like 10. If you did that in 2020, you going said? into the season, I probably would have put him at one. <laughs> where do you think he would have? I don't know what that was. Where do you think he would have finished? Outside the top four. What, what did I say? I put him at one. Yeah. Add like. 15 ones to that. <laughs> he was so bad that year. He was so Dude, bad. Dude, Devontae Smith kept... Well, no, so there was that thing about Urban Meyer, like, like basically, like, boasting on Fox every week. Like, oh, one of the great things about Sean Wade is his, like, he can play on the outside and he can play in the slot. And then they tried to put him on the outside. He couldn't cover anybody. The, uh, the Indiana kid, he was getting torched had, by Ty Freifogel. He had a pick six in that game. was still one of the worst games I've ever seen a corner play. <laughs> Ty Freifogel, who had no one had ever heard of before or after that game, went for like 250 yards against Sean And Watt Fillier was unreal for them too, that game. Indiana also should have won that game, but that's a different story. No, See, they, they shouldn't have. They were down big. They came back because Ohio State started not guarding anybody. And well, that was, just, that was a thing for Ohio State. To be State fair, like, anyone who says that game wasn't close like is wrong because like, like I, I've heard people say that game wasn't close, wasn't and like, close. but like seven. Indiana had the ball with a chance to tie left. the game. Yeah, too much time on twenty twenty. Is that like the like the biggest? Is that like the, dude? Nobody like remembers that game like, at all. I, I, that was big. You know, that was the biggest game of, like the week. Probably biggest game of, like the year. That season well, was terrible. Indiana like almost won the division. They were a drive and a two point conversion away from winning the division. And you know maybe they could have gotten another Mickey Mouse two point conversion oh, that, in that game. That ruined Penn State season. Penn State actually would have been good that That's year. That's what I said going into last year. Well, you know, Penn State went seven and five, so I guess you were wrong. Yeah, but they, they kind of season. UCLA, let's let's shift gears. Good team, again. I was really high on them going into last year. You were, and said they go. I said they would go. I said they would go. I think I said they go nine and three last year, and they went eight and four. I haven't been nine and three this year. You know, the, Jake like, Bobo is good. Got it from Duke. The the one the one difference between the nine and three that I predicted was they got freaking upset by Fresno State yeah, early in the good. year. Dude, I hope Fresno State beats USC. Uh, DTR. I'm convinced there will never be an easier um, upset of the week on the show than UCLA LSU week one last year. Oh, we can do that in a second. Uh, this is, do we need to talk? Oh, upset of the week for week zero, which no, no one ranked week teams one, play. Dude, we're not we're not be talking college football next week unless Nebraska. Oh, loses. that's true. Yeah, we can do that. The only reason we talk about college football next week is if Nebraska loses. I refuse to talk about Hawaii losing because you know what? We're not going to talk about Hawaii. Hawaii's losing winning, next... and oh, if yes. they're not winning, they're covering the seven. Okay, UCLA. Um, Zach Charbonnet's pretty good. Yes. I like the defense more than like USC's defense, but that's not saying too much. Defense is fine. They got a lot better transfers than uh, UCLA did. Or USC did. Yeah, no, they did. I, uh, I agree oh, with you. Oh, we there. didn't pick we didn't say who we had to win in the Big Twelve. Oh my I said my pick was Texas. Oh, but I, have, I have Baylor beating Texas. I have Texas over OU. Uh Oregon. Good. Oregon is really good. Um what, real quick, the one thing about UCLA is like I like their schedule a lot. Like I know they have to play at Oregon, but like the non-con is a, uh, outside, is a treadmill. Uh, outside of that, like they played nobody in not in non-con. Their first three games are Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama. Bowling Green, neither Bowling nor Green. Uh, they have to play um, a lot of the bad teams in the league on the road, which I like yeah. a lot. Like they play at Colorado and at Cal. They get, Cal. They get Utah at home, but I think Utah still wins that game. Uh yeah, probably. But like they like, get USC at home. I don't think at like Arizona State's a game they should lose. But I, Arizona State, nobody freaking knows what's going yeah, on with them. I have Utah eleven and one, maybe twelve and zero. I don't think it makes a difference. I really. think I have Utah ten and two, but you think I, lose or eleven and two with the conference championship. Gotcha. Uh, Oregon Bo Nix is going to be there. I like Oregon a ton. So I, I ranked them too low originally. I have a, I have a nine and three, maybe ten and two. 
I'm, I might change those around. Troy so Franklin said, and Deontay Thomas are two receivers. Deontay Thornton. Are two I, I said earlier that oh, Iowa yeah. has the best linebackers in the sport. I think Oregon and NC State are the other two yeah. that could like. If Justin Flo can stay healthy, you guys played one game in like two years. So like, thing with Oregon is like, they're gonna probably be eliminated from the playoff cont- contention right away because Georgia's yeah, gonna beat them. To Georgia? They're not gonna lose by thirty, but because they'll be able to get stops. But. I could see it being like the Bama Miami game from last year. Yeah. But like, I'm, not, I'm not touching that game. That's no, I'm staying away. 17's right where it should be. But I like, like call me crazy. And I wouldn't have said this like in the middle of last year. But like, I kind of think Bo Nix is like good. Like he'll win you games. Like I, I he'll agree. lose you some. But I agree. Like, he's like I think he's all right. It's a little bit better. He's better than he Adrian. Better he's better than Adrian Martinez. And like that's who I. I, could, I agree. So, uh, Oregon always puts out good offensive lines. So I, I trust them there. Dan yeah. Landing, I think, is a really good defensive coach. So. Yeah, my, my Pac-12 championship will be Utah over Oregon for the second straight year. That is my pick as well. Quickly, Notre Dame, because we have time. Uh, good football team, hard schedule. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think. They're no, as, I thought. No, I think. No, you. You mean the opposite. No, no, they're not as good as last year. They're still a good football team, but they're not as good as Solid last year. Solid football team. I think I have them around 10-11. In, in my preseason rankings. What do you have the what do you record, though? I have Not, them 10 and 2. Uh, I believe 10 and 2. I have them losing to Ohio State and losing to USC last game. I have them beating USC and losing to Clemson. I think Clemson at home. Well, that's where we're going to differ. Yeah, but like, like the other, like, I don't think they're going to lose to BYU. I have no idea what to expect to BYU. They get ball, like, all the other, so outside of the three big ones, like, a lot of the tougher games they get at home on the schedule. Like, they get BYU. Like BYU's neutral site, but you know they get Boston College at home, they get Cal at home, they got to go to UNC, which I don't think UNC is that good, but they're like they're probably around a six and six team again. So I, I'll say ten and two for the Irish. I, I agree. Uh, who wins the American UCF or Houston? Houston. I agree. I think UCF will get to the conference championship. I, I way overrated Houston in the preseason, but I still think they win the conference. Where'd you have them? Like fifteen, fourteen, which I think is too high. I live in the twenties. I think if Fresno State had a Houston-like schedule, they would be the Group of Five team in the in the play. That Cincinnati in the New Year's. If Fresno State went undefeated, are we sure they're like throwing a chance? They play two Pac-12 teams. They're like, I don't think they're like they're not going to go undefeated. But like, let me just look at their schedule. They play they play Oregon State and USC, right? If they were in both of those games, they got to win at Boise. They got to play San Diego State. They avoid they avoid Air Force. Like, are we sure they're? Like not like if they they get, they get the, the dangerous road. Hawaii team at home, the frisky Rainbow Warriors. Okay, playoff picks. Yeah, and the, then upsets. I'll, I'll, I'll give my first. Okay, my number one seed will be thirteen and zero Pac twelve champion Alabama. My number two seed will be thirteen and zero Big Ten champion the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number three will be the twelve and one Pac twelve champion Utah Utes, setting up a rematch of last year's Rose Bowl, which will be at the Fiesta Bowl. And then I will have for the first time ever the twelve and one NC State Wolfpack, shocking the world. Only me and Big Game Boober are the only people who think this, which I actually thought this before he went public with that. So take I'll, that bu- I'll buy you dinner at Flat Ranch if NC State makes the playoff. Deal. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't need any like. Like, this doesn't need to be, like, a bet. Like, this is just, like, like, an offer. Whatever. Let me finish. And then Alabama will beat NC State handily. Ohio State will be Utah in their closest game of the season. I don't know what that score is going to look like. We'll get Ohio State and Alabama in the national championship going chalk. But I think the Buckeyes win the championship this year because I think it's now or never for Ryan Day and company. This is the best team he has had outside the 2019 team, which was a very very good team. Uh, I think they take advantage this year and they beat Bama. 
And Jackson Smith and Jigba goes riding off into the sunset to play for the Chicago Bears next year. So Jackson Smith and Jigba wins the Heisman, and the Buckeyes win the title. So my playoff picks, I have Alabama going undefeated. I said last week that they were the best team I've ever seen on paper, and I stand by that. I don't think they play a close game this year. Ohio State undefeated at number two. I think most years that's a team that wins a national championship, but unfortunately, Bama's better than them. Uh, Number three, I have a one-loss Georgia with their only loss coming in the SEC championship against Alabama. I think Georgia's schedule's just super easy, and I really... Mississippi State doesn't doesn't scare me. Like I, I'm not sure it's going to be that game, but I do think they'll slip up somewhere. That's why I have Georgia out of the playoff. I, I, I've went over their schedule a, bu- a bunch. I think like, they lose a the game. Th- their road games in the SEC are South Carolina, Mizzou, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Like Kentucky fans think they can beat them. I'm telling you that that's not going to happen. No, I have Kentucky under eight. So, because well, his that guy Rodriguez is suspended. For yes, six games, or whatever yes. it is, five games. Three, I think three, four. I saw yeah, yesterday. I just know he's out playing the Florida game. That's the only one that matters. So, and then my last team in the playoff is Clemson, who I think probably slips up somewhere, but I don't know where. Miami in, in week eleven. It's, it's not going to be the NC State game. It's I think honestly, like kind of looking at even either the Boston College or Florida State game. Because they play NC State the week before those two, and like that, like that's as big of a hangover game as as they could have this year. Like, yeah. may, like I don't think Louisville is beating them at home. I don't think Miami's beating them, although they could. But there's a better chance Miami beats them than either I Boston think, College. I or think Florida either State. the Boston, like, because Boston College is like almost beat them a couple years ago, and last year, and and that was at Clemson too. Did Boston College beat them last year? No, no they also, came, that's my six. They came close, though. Yeah, they covered They them. came close. They were up, and Clemson came back. But, yeah, I'm looking at either the Boston College or Florida State games as their one loss. And Bama, your champion, over Ohio State or Bama Georgia? Bama over Ohio State. What if Clemson Although, I think undefeated. Ohio State-Georgia would be a great game. What if Clemson went undefeated, and we got Bama and Georgia playing back-to-back games, and think Bama would win twice in a row? That feels like the worst-case scenario for Bama. Probably, but... Like, I don't think Clemson has good enough quarterback play to go undefeated. Yeah, well, let's say if there's a, a undefeated Utah I, I, or something. I still think that their resume would be better than a one-loss Utah. Interesting. Well, upset specials for week one, since we'll probably refrain from college football next week. Yeah. Um, last year, I, what was, I think I was 7-6 and six last year. You were 6-7. and seven. Yeah, I started off like 5-0, and oh, though. It was a disastrous end to the season. These are I, I, I don't know if we can replicate that success, but we'll try. Week one last year, you had... LSU losing to UCLA. I had Virginia Tech beating a top ten North Carolina team. We were both starting both off correct season on strong. that. Both correct. Where will you be going with your week one upset for, special? First of all, I'm for just well, for <laughs> listeners, it is a unranked team to beat a ranked team. So yeah, spread does not matter. It's just unranked to beat a ranked team. So there's not a lot of great options to choose it's from a bad week, week one. Um, at least like there, no, it's a good week one. Like no, it's I, a bad week for upset special. Yes, it's it is. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Florida over Utah. I think there's, I think Florida is gonna be at least early in the season one of the tougher teams to prepare for, just because they're starting a quarterback who probably should have been playing last year but wasn't, and they have a coach that's put, putting in a new system. I think the fact that Florida is gonna be good running the football and can kind of counter that Utah run, de- run defense, Boy, bodes in their favor. I'm going to pick Florida to beat Utah week one. I'm going to take the same path I took last year where it's like a before Saturday game where it's a team who is going to take a step back from where they were last year 
And with a new quarterback, a new-looking team, I'm taking West Virginia to go on the road. The backyard brawl. It's going to be an overly emotional game for Pitt. They have college game day there. They sold out the stadium. It's going to be this weird atmosphere. I think West Virginia catches Pitt off guard, and that's my week one upset special. There you go. There we go. There we go. Next week, full preview for the NFL. We'll probably start AFC, go NFC.